Welcome back. Christmas is my very favorite time of year. I love the music and the decorations and just being with family. Now that we're getting close to the American Revolution on the podcast, I thought it would be fun to take a special week and talk about what Christmas celebrations would have been like around that time for people at home and for soldiers fighting for American freedom. I found a great expert for this one. Are you ready? Well, I'm Ransom Swarzler, and I'm a volunteer at Meadow Garden, and that's the home of George Walton, one of the very youngest signers of the Declaration of Independence. He was only 26 years old. I think all those powdered wigs make us think all our <laughs> founders were sort of venerable old men, but I think so. there were some young rebels in there. Um, and I am a trustee and a docent at the house, and the de- being a docent is the best job in the entire world. I get to tell stories about the Waltons, about... Um, the founding of our country and the Declaration and life in early America, and what could be better than that? <laughs> that does sound wonderful. And where is the house? What what can we do there? Um, yes, Meadow Garden is located in Augusta, Georgia, um, and we are we are open for tours um, Tuesday through Saturday. We have people that can come and tour the house with us, and again, we share with them stories about the people in the house and, um, and the history of our area, and, and we have recently been sharing um, the, Christmas, the Christmas celebrations. Yep, I was just going to everyone. ask about that. No, we've recently had a Christmas open house. We've decorated the house in the way that they would have um, in their period, as much as we can know. People mm-hmm. were not very gracious about telling us how they decorated for Christmas. Oh, um, they sort of took it for granted, I think. So, yeah. Um, but we we decked the halls with natural green greenery and and welcomed everyone in to join us for Christmas. Yeah. So is that what decking the halls means, like we hear in the song? It is exactly like we hear in the song. They would. You know, it's the cold, it was the cold of winter, even here in, in the south in Georgia. It's it's not always that cold this time of year, but um, definitely a colder time. And you want to bring in whatever is beautiful outside to help make your house beautiful. Because Christmas in this period was all about, it was about church, obviously, mm-hmm. and then about friends and family, about feasting and playing music and dancing, and you wanted your house to look its best, no matter your circumstances. You wanted to dress things up as well as you possibly could, and that's that's what we tried to do, too. We brought in some of the outside and tried to make everything beautiful. Wonderful. So what can you tell us about those decorations? Like you said, greenery and, um, you know, just things from the outdoors. Was there anything else? We did use a lot of food to decorate in our dining room mm-hmm. because they would, again, that's what they would have done. They would have taken the things that they were going to eat and have for their feast and made them as beautiful as possible. They would yeah. have sort of stacked, the, you know, any fruit they had and sort of stacked up in pyramids or, you know, displayed it very beautifully. Well, and speaking of that, what, what was Christmas food like? Well, they would have been a lot different from what we experience today. We kind of can get anything all the time whenever we want it. Mm -hmm. And then we sort of talk about, oh, we should eat seasonally. Well, they couldn't do anything but eat seasonally. That, Mm -hmm. you know, it was very hard to preserve food. They didn't have refrigerators. They didn't have, you know, all the things that we have to keep our food for us long term. They would have to eat things when they were in season 
George Fulton's wife, Dorothy, she would have been thinking, you know, as they grew food on their small, they lived on, it was a small farm outside of Augusta. Um, it wasn't a plantation or a big farm where they were selling things from the farm, but they definitely would have grown things for their own use. And she would have been thinking all year long about, is there any way, can I pickle this or dry this? Is there some way to preserve this so that I can have some later in the year when, when it isn't growing? So they would have always been thinking about preserving food and how they would have food through the year. So they would have had lots of meat because here in the South, meat spoils very, very quickly. You have maybe 36 hours if something, if, if an animal is slaughtered, um, you have a very short time. Um, to use that meat or, or maybe they would go barrel the meat. They would put it in with like a brine or something to try to, to preserve it as long as possible. But you have a very short time to preserve meat in the summer and in the hotter times of the year. But when it gets cold, outside is your refrigerator <laughs> so that you have a little more opportunity um, to break down. Even today, they kind of, um, if they're going to slaughter a hog, they'll do it in a colder part of the year to be able to break that meat down and preserve it as long as possible until you can smoke it or do something else to preserve it longer term. So they would have lots of meat for their holiday um, festivities because it's a good time to slaughter those animals. Um, And then they would have things that they preserve during the year. Um, Especially sweets were especially important during the holidays. And they would have what they called sweet meats where they would um, use and make into jams or jellies or, or sort of jellied little candies. Were they actually meat that were called sweet meats? They were called sweet meats, but they weren't meats at all. They were they were fruits and they were nuts and like a marzipan like we might have today. They would kind of paste made out of, um, that's a paste made out of almonds. Um, so they would take those things. They would candy fruits and nuts. And that way that would preserve them. Sugaring is another way to preserve, just like salting and pickling. Those Mm -hmm. are all ways you can preserve things. Um, So they would have those things that they preserved using sugar to help um, keep those fresh to make those sweet treats that they could have in in the holiday season. Great. So do you know any stories about a colonial Christmas? Did anybody, you know, write in their journal or anything that we know about? Well, we don't we don't have any um, real journals from from the Waltons, so we always would hope that we find you know maybe a journal or, mm-hmm. or a record you know in a state book that or a inventory or something that'll give us some additional clues. But the Waltons did have a number of they had certainly had some important happenings during Christmas. Um, George Walton again was in the Second Continental Congress. He had been in Philadelphia where he voted on and signed the Declaration of Independence. And he had stayed there for about 15 months, um, helping, you know, establish the foundations of our country. And then in late in 1778, the British were coming into Savannah. Um, So he came, he was a colonel in the Georgia militia. So he came back down as the British came into Savannah to help protect his, his homeland. He was living in Savannah at that time before he moved to Augusta. And that, that first battle of Savannah when the British came in, I, in his obituary, they referred to it as the Storm of Savannah. It was oh, definitely, gosh. we were vastly outnumbered. Mm-hmm. And, and that battle took place during the Christmas season on December 29th. And during that battle, George Walton was shot in the leg, fell from his horse, and was captured by the British. He had his worst day ever. I guess so. Um, and 
you know, that was a very, usually, usually war would sort of stop. It was a little bit more seasonal. Usually they would go into winter encampments, but, mm-hmm. but the British definitely, they came into Savannah. Um, and that was a very important battle and an important part of, of Walton's life. Um, he was held prisoner for eight months after that. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, definitely some difficult times during the revolution. I guess so. Um, Goodness. In, even through Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, um, you talked about, about the revolution and the soldiers coming through. What would Christmas have been like for a soldier fighting, fighting for the revolution? I mean, obviously for George Walton, I see it was certainly unpleasant, but, um, you know, in terms of did they have time to celebrate or did they, you know, have enough to eat? What, what would that have been like? Well, that depended a great deal. Um, we know probably the most about George Washington during during the Christmas season, during mm-hmm. you know certainly all of his campaigns and during the Christmas season, and often, if possible, Martha Washington would go to be with him during during Christmas. Um, in 1775, she was at Cambridge, Massachusetts, with the Continental Army in their winter camp. Um, in 1779, she was with him again in different times, and at that time, it even speaks of. Um, found a little note that George paid for a band of music during that time that Martha was there during the holidays. So they definitely, if they could, they would be in those winter encampments. And if things were going well, they would definitely take time for, again, coming together with family if they could Mm -hmm. um, as Martha came to join George. And, you know, again, no matter their circumstances, you wanted to do your best, have your best food and your best, you know, company through the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, other times during the revolution, it was definitely very, very difficult. Um, just like our George Walton had his terrible battle during the Christmas season. Um, and the Christmas season then sort of started on Christmas and then went through Twelfth Night. So we kind of celebrate, you know, to decorate and get everything ready before Christmas. They started on Christmas Day on December 25th and they had their big celebrations all the way January 6th. Yeah. And that's like that song, the 12, the 12 days of Christmas. Those are the 12 days yep. of Christmas. We always kind of think they're before Christmas, but they're not. Those are after Christmas. Yeah, they start on leading Christmas. Leading up to 12th night. So they would have, um, so during that time, George Walton obviously had his battle. George Washington also had a terrible battle during that time. He, that's, we, you know, seen the, pic, the painting of George Washington crossing the Delaware River. Mm-hmm. He did that on December 25th in order to surprise the Hessians at Trenton mm-hmm. on the morning of the 26th. Um, and one of the soldiers even said it blew a perfect hurricane. There was snow and sleet and rain. And it wasn't just that little one boat that we see in the painting that mm-hmm. seems so famous. Like it was just a few people. There were 2,400 soldiers. Um, in his in his troop that he was moving across the Delaware River with heavy artillery, but but um, the Battle of Trenton that was a a big victory and a great for the Americans' morale at that point. So mm-hmm. definitely, you kind of have a surprise when you fight during that Christmas time because no one expects it. That's kind of a time usually meant for different things. And there were. Um, a lot of people think about Valley Forge when mm-hmm. Washington was at Valley Forge so much. Again, um, there were times during Christmas where there was snow and ha- maybe half of, in 1777, probably half of his soldiers were were not doing very well at all, were sick and food was in short supply. Um, so it would have been, they would have been very careful with their rations then, but I think they still would have taken some time to recognize 
the Christmas season and try to do as much as they could under those difficult circumstances. Yeah. And you mentioned um, you know, Martha Washington coming and having music, and we've mentioned a couple of Christmas carols that we know now. Are, were any of the songs the, uh, the same or any music that we would have recognized? Or really anything? Is there anything, you know, what, what would we recognize about Christmas from the Revolutionary there, there, Yeah, there were several songs that, that were the same. Um, I believe the 12 Days of Christmas, not mm-hmm. my particular area of expertise, but I yeah. believe the 12 Days of Christmas, um, some of the hymns um, do date back to that period. Um, and they, of course, would have, they would have been playing that music themselves. They would have known those carols. Although mm-hmm. I believe some of them had quite different, um, different music uh, in that period. I think Mendelssohn in the mm-hmm. 1840s or 1850s, in the mid-1900s, um, I believe, Mendelssohn. Yeah, um, I, think, I think that happens a lot, 18- that the, the words survive and the music changes, or the other way around, and the too. And <laughs> through time. But some yeah. of them would be quite familiar to us. And, mm-hmm. and many of the traditions were familiar to us in different ways. As we said, they brought in the greenery. They didn't have Christmas trees at, like we have those today. That mm-hmm. was um, a tradition mainly, in I think, in Germany and the German um, areas, but and didn't really come to prominence with the rest of us until until the 1840s. I think Victoria and, and Prince Albert, who was from Germany, were depicted in a newspaper around their Christmas tree, and mm-hmm. suddenly it got much more popular. But it would have been a variation on bringing those greens in, so it would have been familiar to things, to people, but then would have been a little something extra special. So that came along much later. Um, but they would have received gifts. They would have had gifts, and those gifts mainly would have been given... You know, by by the parents to the children, or by a master to an apprentice. George Walton himself was an apprentice. He apprenticed as a builder early on when he was in his teens, and so his master at that time probably would have given him some tokens during Christmas. Um, but the children wouldn't really give a gift to their parents. I think that's interesting. Mm. Now everybody gives everyone gifts, right. but back then it was mainly small things. Um, so it would have been, George Walton talked about wanting to fill his house with books. So we assume maybe his two, he had two sons, um, Thomas and George Jr. They both eventually studied to be lawyers like their father. Um, so he didn't stick with being a builder. He decided to be, he would rather be a lawyer and went off and apprenticed to do that later. But, um, but George Walton probably would have given small books and things to his boys during Christmas um, in a way of share. It might be a way that he might have shared his own love of books. And most people would have done something similar. Um, now, what would what would surprise people today about an 18th century Christmas? Um, I think that again, our our Christmas sort of begins, you know, begins so early and earlier every year. I think, and so the fact that that time before Christmas was really for preparation. You know, this was a very religious holiday, and they would take time in all the different religious traditions that were in the colonies and in the in our early early America, they would take time to prepare and that would be a more somber time leading up to Christmas. But then that time, you know, starting on Christmas and those days after, those twelve days of Christmas, that would have been the time when everyone would have would have celebrated. So that's very different than what we do today. And it was also a time, as I said, people came together and while they were together, it was a time for weddings. Um, George and Martha Washington were married on January 6th. Thomas Jefferson and his wife, also Martha, 
were married on January 1st in 1772. So it was a time when you were together already. It was a great time to maybe have a wedding or have another celebration. Um, But again, so many of the things that we take for granted, the Christmas tree, and Mm -hmm. I think our Walton children would be (laughs) incredibly surprised to see everything that we we do for Christmas. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, that is fun. I always love to hear about, about traditions and how things stay the same and how things change over time. Well, I think the biggest thing that I like to take away from that colonial celebration is just the idea that family and gathering together comes, seems to come first. You see that over and over that they would, that they would meet. This was a time to, to spend time with friends and family. You know, it's a very agrarian society. It was very, you know, they were usually planting and thinking about, you know, all of the things with growing things. And in the winter, you know, you're 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 done with all the thing, growing things, and you have time to get together. And I think it reminds us that maybe we need to make time to get together and to focus on family um, during the holidays. And I think that's a, a beautiful a beautiful thing to take from the colonial celebrations. Yes, absolutely. And I think on that note, we will wrap it up. That was a perfect message for this episode. Um, thank you so much for joining us. And I always like to to remind the listeners that there is no better way to learn about how this country came to be than to to visit the historic places and really experience them. So if you are in Georgia or can be in Georgia, it is always worth the trip to to visit places like Meadow Garden. We would love to have people come join us. Yeah. So thank you so much for visiting us today, or for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So what do you think? Would you have enjoyed a revolutionary Christmas? What would you have recognized? What might have seemed a little bit different to you? We will be back in the new year, picking up where we left off in the story of America's history. Until then, whatever you celebrate this time of year, I hope it is merry and bright and you have a wonderful new year and we will see you then. Goodbye for now. They freed us all from tyranny, we stand for liberty, and they thought so we would be America.